Hello and welcome to the Sovereign Collective Podcast, where we bring you real raw truth for your self-empowerment. I'm your host, Sasha Calavota, and I believe that you can stand on your own two feet, but that you don't have to do it alone. I love learning from people who continually strive to raise the bar, to go against mainstream thinking, and who dare to question the general consensus. People are risking ridiculed or even risk the loss of their professional status as they bravely question the common narratives and challenge the rest of us to expand our minds and to reconsider what we think we already know. Join me in learning how to take control of your health and your mind so that you can have the energy to think more clearly and the confidence to step up and take responsibility for all aspects of your life. We promise to never censor here because I believe you are strong enough to hear the real raw truth to make up your own mind. If you like what you find here at the Sovereign Collective Podcast, then please share with your friends and family. And please also consider making a small donation on my Patreon page so that I can continue to bring you amazing content so that we can all create a better future. I so appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. And now, on to the show. Hi, everyone. It's Sasha Lodi here with another episode of the Sovereign Collective Podcast. And today, I am with Maria Whalen, and we're going to give you some more real and raw truth. Who is Maria? Maria is a health solution warrior, founder of Intentional Network and Invincible, Invincible Wellness System. She's a pioneer, an innovator, an inventor, and a warrior, and I think somebody would want in your court, especially these days. Her belief is that anything the body creates, it can heal, and that each of us is the foremost expert on our own selves. I love, I love that. That's awesome. We don't hear that enough at all. Actually, quite the opposite we hear. Invincible Wellness is unlike any other health program, and it was born out of Maria's commitment to learning how how to overcome her own emotional and physical problems, including three so-called incurable autoimmune diseases, and one of which was lupus. Maria has shared the stage with many greats, including Lisa Nichols, David Wolf, Jack Hanfield, and so many more. And I am so happy to share just some of the wisdom that Maria has with you. So thank you, Maria, for joining me today. I am super stoked to have you here. I think this is an important time to be sharing exactly the information that you have to share. So thank you. I agree. And I'm very selective where I do it anymore. I actually haven't done it in a long time. And uh, I chose to do it with you because I've, the people we've witnessed over this last year revealed a lot. And uh, I said, you know, I want to, I only want to help those who are really, really ready to stand on the front line. So you are one of them. Yeah. There's different front lines these days. Right. So yeah, well, thank yeah. you. I, I super appreciate that. So before we get into kind of what you do and where it come from, I know, and I know this is kind of a cliche question, but you've overcame a lot. And there's a lot of people that are sick and dependent on the system or so they think they are. And so how did you, how long was your journey to find wellness? How long was it? And how did you uncover the steps? Because you, you talk to a system where there's specific steps and specific ways to address things. So how in the world did you come across that? And why isn't everybody talking about this? <laughs> oh God, if I had a nickel for that, every time I get asked <laughs> that question. Um, there, okay, so there's a lot to that, but um, to tell my story takes a long time. I don't want to use up our time for that, but I'm going to kind of nutshell a few of the highlights and important pieces. Um, I was sick for many years and it was it's like sickness, as sickness works as it is, right? We ignore the small things and they always grow into bigger things and they stack. So I was in that place. Um, There is a significant event that happened that basically woke me up. Um, 
And, uh, you know, one of the things I have an online workshop that I send everybody usually privately through an interview. So I will actually give that to you. We didn't even talk about that, but I'll give that to you because it actually goes through the whole story and then it'll all make sense. So I don't, I'm not trying to be cryptic. It just is a very long story. Um, and, uh, when I got through that and I had that awakening, I used to be, I used to be a competitive boxer. So, um, one of the things in that story was, you know, what happened it also on the other side of it was when I went, you know what, this is not me, you know, like I'm a fighter. Like I am not accepting this. I'm not accepting these titles. I'm not accepting all this medication and all these treatments. And I, I've already been through the gamut at this point. Um, I literally went to, and I lived in an area where all the experts were and I went to the top of the top of the top, you know, uh, so-called experts and all of that stuff only to hear the same thing that, and mind you, I've been doing this for almost 17 years now. So this was a long time ago when I healed myself and figured it out. So I walked in those shoes and the number one thing I hear now is almost the exact same story that I went through, which is two things. They, I, I've got this diagnosis and I get told this and this and this, and there's no hope and they don't know why. And there's nothing they can do about it other than either a surgery or a medication. And, and I'm just like, you know, that it's, we have just no, so there's no solution, you know, like, and so when I went through that, I was just kind of done with that conversation. And I said, you know, from here forward, I, I just know that like my body wasn't created this way. This doesn't even make sense, you know? And this is something over the years that I tell people, I go, you know, that side of the fence villainizes the body. Every conversation you talk about is the body's doing something to you. And I'm like, you know, it's as simple as like the concept of a fever. It's like, actually, it's trying to save your life. It's not hurting you, right? So changing the conversation, there is a big, a big shift as well. But the ironic part about it is my beef has never been on the Western medicine side. Because for me, that's kind of like a no brainer. I'm kind of like, okay, so you have no answers and no solution and you're just going to keep doing more of that, right? So it gets to that point where you go, I sound crazy. And then, so my beef with everything was really when I started doing it holistically. And uh, so for the last 17 years, when I speak on stages around the world and everything I've done is really just talking about the issue we have in the holistic space. So usually the people that come to me, it's that same story. They're like, okay, I understood the, the Western side, but when I tried to do it naturally, I'm so confused. I, I've tried everything. You know, they try to literally convince me. I swear I've tried, I've done everything. You know, I hear that all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, I promise you in five minutes, I'll tell you three things you've never heard before. And then people go, what? Like, that's impossible. Um, and, you know, and so that's the issue with it, right? And so I, I basically take the holistic space and I kind of dismantle it because what's happening in that, in the holistic spaces where they're still approaching it with a Western mindset, we're still coming at it with a title. So a title, AKA diagnosis, I'm just going to use the word title from here forward. Okay. Oh, they like to label something and then they come at that label or that title with a product, a modality, right? And and the crazy thing is it's the complete opposite. So it's actually turning that whole thing on its head. 
And so when I went through my own process, I started collecting this together. And it was one of those things like, it's like asking a, a musician, like, how did you learn how to do that? You know what I mean? It's like, some of this is just, I just realized like, I just get this, you know what I mean? Like it just, I just get it. I see it. I always have since I was little, every time my parents would take me to a doctor's appointment or anything like that, my head would in the back of my, my head, the story, I'd be like, that doesn't make sense. Or like, why this or this, you know? And so it just was always there. I just didn't, I wasn't in it enough to be able to really step up and go, hold on. And then I understood and knew and healed myself. And I just kind of kept quiet about it and was helping people. And then I start, and then I went to, I started in my journey education wise, cause I felt like, you know, you have to do that. Right. Right. Nobody's going to believe you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's kind of crazy what we've created in that, you know, that you have to, a textbook is going to teach you more than a, you know, actually working with humans. Uh, and so as I went on that journey, I did uh, several different schools. I don't like to use any titles. So I'll just say one thing is in my pre-med, it was the only school that's Western and alternative. So I had to study every modality in the holistic space. And, and the cool thing about it actually was that I had to contradict myself in every class. So I had to come at it from a Western perspective. And then I had to come at it from a holistic perspective. So like when you wrote a paper, you had to write two papers from both angles. And it it teaches you some crazy stuff that you wouldn't normally think of because you have to really like embody that thinking, you know? So you have to see it from both perspectives. But what happened was all of my professors were contacting me privately saying like, Hey, you said this or this in class, where did you learn that? And then, (laughs) and then as I would start talking to them, it was because they had health issues and they wanted me to help them. And I said, you know, after that, I go, thank you. You all have proven exactly what I've been saying. And it was after that, that it was just like sealed the deal for me. And I was like, you know what? I'm not, I don't care anymore. I know what I know. I've seen what I've seen. And I've been in it for a long enough now to be able to say something to it. And then of course, you know, so uh, I, I knew that the body doesn't heal itself anywhere independently. It doesn't work anywhere independently. So why would we handle it that way? Right. So there's just a lot of common sense stuff that those questions made me go, hold on a minute. Like I want answers to this. Why are you a person helping people with their thyroid? Do you think the thyroid operates by itself? You know, nowhere, nothing in the body operates by itself. Your eyes don't blink by themselves. (laughs) You know, there's this mass machine happening behind the scenes and every single thing pings off of each other. So if we're, there's a reason why, and you know, there's a medicine in the holistic space that is kind of my baby. And I am one of those practitioners, but I don't even, I don't say that, but back in the day. What do you mean by that? There's a medicine that's your like, like there's a certain modality, like Chinese medicines, a modality. There's a certain medicine. I, a, like I have, I have letters after my name kind of thing, but I don't use anything because I don't want people distracted by that. But when I first started doing that, I realized, hold on a minute, this stuff is not sticking. And there's a reason, meaning people take it, they get better really quick, but then they, they go back. And what's happening is because we're not fixing this foundation. And, you know, what we're dealing with now and what that modality dealt with 200 years ago is a whole different ballgame. And that's where a lot of these things like Chinese medicine, all that kind of stuff, they're not adapting to what we deal with now. So that's why I said, you know, I want to give people what I wanted back then, which is I want to take care of everything 
once and for all. And I want to put myself in a position where I never, ever, ever, ever need to go to somebody again, you know? So anything I do now is from a place of health, not a place of sickness. And I mean, I teach people how to be their own dentist, how to set up their own pharmacy. So it's very extensive because you will never be independent. And fast forward to today, I've been saying this is coming. Like I, I have recordings with my graduate group. I've said this is coming exactly how it was going to come and exactly what was going to happen. There's a reason when it. you're in the space that you know this stuff, you know, like people, I, it is not because I'm psychic, <laughs> you know? I think the writing was on the wall a long time ago. It's just the shockingness yeah. of the speed and ease at which it has all occurred. Yep. And if you've ever heard me speak on stage, anybody you'll hear, I can go back to recordings They're everywhere. Uh, I all, the one thing I always said was health is the Achilles heel of the world. They can throw something out there with health. It will take down everything, every industry, every aspect of life. Right. And it, the converse of that is true, right? Everything we talk about, you could have all the money in the world. You don't have your health, you have nothing. So no. they know that it's the easiest way to control everything. It is, and it's so cliche. You have your, you don't have your health, you don't have anything, but it's so true. What's you? What's, who cares if you have a billion dollars if you can't live healthfully, easily, right? Yeah, Steve, jo Steve so, Jobs, right? Exactly. I mean, right. We, we've exactly. Got a lot there of people to that we can say that about. Yeah. But it's a certain yeah. easily. It's a great way to go and scare people and to uh, corral mm -hmm. them into doing what you want. So, yeah, and the way to scare people is if you're not empowered. You know, think about any subject you're not an expert in. Uh, you know, legal stuff, right? Most people get terrified if you have legal stuff happen and it's because we're not a lawyer. But if you're a lawyer, right? It's like, it's not as scary yeah. because you know what to do and you know your rights, you know the law, you know, you know who to ask, you know the right people to go to, that kind of thing. And it's the same thing with health, but nobody teaches people this, you know, it's like, and then most people who um, get into the holistic space, they usually get into it for the same reasons I did is because I went through my own experience. But what they do is they want to just help people fix the same thing they experienced. Right? right? So I don't care about the health part. I care about the empowerment part. I care that you are free, that you have that kind of freedom and power over yourself. So that's why it's just different. The first, the very first thing that's the most different for me and what I do is, is that come from. My end result is that. It's not just fix a little piece of the puzzle. Right. Yeah. Awesome. So, so yeah. you refer to fixing the foundation and addressing the foundation. So what are your key principles? What are you looking to and what is that foundation for you? Yeah, good question. So in my online workshop, I talked about, I go through the five places the body heals everything from, and that is your DNA. It's very interesting with what's going on now. Mm. <laughs> um, your DNA, your hormones, your immune system, your physical structure and the mental emotional component. Oh. And so I've always challenged people. I said, if you ever find another system that, that I don't know about that exists, let me know. But everything falls into those five, every single thing. Okay. Now, was there like, I, rem I remember hearing you because I've watched some stuff before and you talk about it's a, it's a system. It goes in an order. You have to deal with things. Now, does, is this, do you believe in different medicine for different people? Or are there some basics that we all need to address? Is there, do you customize for different people? How does that work? Yeah, good questions. Look at you. You can tell that you, uh, you've done your homework. <laughs> Not just about me, really, because most people can't even, like the quality of our answers come from the quality of our questions. So um, it's very true. Um, yes, so 
what I was saying earlier in the very beginning that I was referencing to this very thing about how in the holistic space, people use modalities or they use a, a product, right? We hear that the most like, oh, I've tried this thing. You got to try it, you know, um, or like things like CBD become popular and it becomes the next fad. And everybody's like, it helped me with X, Y, Z, right? This is the botch job kind of thinking. So when I said I flip it on its head, this is the difference is that we all have those five pillars and you take modality, the modalities you use towards those systems, because see, those are what's sitting inside of you, right? And so if I'm fixing what's inside of you and all of the systems that work itself, then you're, it's going to stay, right? That's the foundation. It's going to stick. Now, I might use different tools, but targeted at those, not targeted at, this, at the diagnosis, because when you're focusing on that, that's the end result your title or diagnosis is just your body communicating, hey, there's something in my way or there's something you're not giving me that I need. Those are the two things behind every ailment, every single ailment. That so, something is in the way, like say, for example, a poison or something like that, and yep. something is not there, like a deficiency, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's always both. There's never a time I've seen where it's not both. So you got to remove the culprits and you got to incorporate what's missing. And that's where you see a lot of things. A lot of people miss things because of that, because they're incorporating, right? So it's like, let's just keep throwing things at it to make it better, right? But they aren't realizing that, um, I mean, I'm using really basic ones, but there's a lot of things that you don't even realize in your daily lifestyle that are probably contributing, right? But like something is basic, you're drinking a soda, diet soda, right? You're drinking that, but you think you're going to take this green powder and that's going to offset it, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. I used to have, I used to have a lot of uh, naturopathic doctors that I would hang out with or see or watch and like they would go drinking and then they would pop their Tylenol so they didn't get a hangover and they'd be like, I'll just do a liver detox, you know? And I was like, <laughs> you know, like you're what's wrong with this industry, you know? But that's what happens because it's like this disconnection between what we're doing that impacts our body's natural way of working you know, hey, you, you damage one DNA. Do you know what happens? How quickly it, your body captures that, right? The DNA is like a zipper. You damage one thing, that one thing gets damaged. It starts coding the damaged part and it starts replicating that, right? So that's why people don't even understand something as simple as putting sunscreen on and then going and baking in the hot sun, you know, with something that has chemicals. It only takes one time and we are bombarded Barting our lives with it. Women coloring their hair, right? Everything I do is completely natural. I don't put, I don't touch chemicals on any way, shape or form, right? So there's a big culprit happening. There's a lot of factors. And then, so you have that and then you have what's missing. And unfortunately, most people only can go by what becomes popular and what the fads are. Like I use CBD because of that, because it became the panacea to everything, you know? This'll fix everything. Right. Or they'll go, I started taking this green powder and oh my gosh, all my stuff went away and I feel better. And I go, okay, that's great. However, you know, you could have been very deficient. So you're gonna feel better because right. you were missing some stuff. Right. Does that mean you're invincible? Heck no, right? And the goal isn't just to get rid of things. The goal for me is to get you to a place where you know beyond a shadow of a doubt. Like, can you imagine if you lived the rest of your life saying, 
you can't give me anything. Imagine this year alone, if people could say. Totally. Beyond a shot. I mean, I tell, I used to say to people, you could put me and my kids in some third world country and, and unleash the most dangerous chemical or the most dangerous bug, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't blink an eye, you know, and people would be like, what, you know? Yeah, exactly. But look, we're living in it now, you know? And so if you came from that kind of empowerment, that's, that's the game changer. And that's what's so needed right now. I mean, if we don't get people not dependent on both systems, you know, we're never going to get ahead of things like this. We'll never get even close to being able to go up against what's really happening, you know? Right. Yeah. So you, but you must use supplements. You must use for sure nutraceuticals and things. You like got to have tools. Yeah. You have to. So yeah. what are some of the basic tools that you would use? There's no basic. That's where the customization is. There's, there's certain things, but it's all the context. So I take things like magnesium as a popular one, right? That's the, everybody go, oh, you need magnesium. Listen, if you don't know the correct form and if you're taking it in a pill or a, or a, a powder, you're on the wrong track. And so something that tiny can completely change your trajectory like ma on a major way. So it's not so much like what, what you know, supplements are you doing? It's what is the context, it's the distinctions and those make a very big difference. And also you mentioned this earlier, but I say the right order, the right timing and the right tools, those three things are critical. I mean, my system takes three months just to get through on a basic level because you're, you're learning everything, you're empowering yourself for everything is a lot, of, a lot to go through. So to say it in a simplified version of that, to say right order, right timing, right tools is a big deal. Uh, meaning each one of those can also change everything. You miss one of those and you have a weak link in the chain. So um, there, I could speak on each one of those subjects for hours because that's how critical it is. So I, you see mistakes being made from that. Like people do things in the wrong, wrong order. And do, does the order change for different people or do you yes. stick to, they do? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So like when people, when I, when I do accept people into my system, um, we do a, uh, a health assessment from the get-go and that's where somebody gets it customized, but all it changes is the timing really. Like you, everybody has to go through the five pillars, but some people, like if they're on medication and they've got to go through the process of transitioning from that, uh, it's, you know, you're not going to start certain things until a certain time. So yeah. So that's where that whole idea. I think it's just hard because that's also become a fad where everybody's like, well, everybody's individual, you know, and it's like, no, you're not. We all have the same systems, but how you do it, how you implement it is where the difference is. But I think people get into that uniqueness and they try, they make it so complicated. You know, I see it now where they're like, you got to do live blood cell analysis, or you got to have this test and you got to know, you know, epigenetics and like all this stuff where everybody's like, I want to know me. You know, and it's like, this is a very complex system. However, there's also a real like basic fundamental to it. You know, right. like yeah. we all have a heart, we all have a liver. And if you don't, you're in trouble. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's like, there's some basics that are just foundational. Right. And so when we talk about, so we've got the DNA, hormones, immune system, emotions, and physical structure, the now where there's huge work on microbiome is microbiome. Are you lumping that in with the immune system? Do you look at that separately? How do you look at that? Cause what I see right now is a war on the microbiome of the earth and of the body and of just everywhere. So where does that yeah. come into your system? And do you pay any attention to that specifically? 
Um, yes, very much so. Uh, and at the same time, it's one piece of the puzzle. So um, just an example, right? So this is, is actually a good example because when people wanna talk about the gut, they focus on the gut. And again, there's culprits. So you've got lifestyle stuff that's affecting your gut. If your liver is bogged down and you go to go right to your gut first, you're gonna have trouble, um, you know, kind of stuff like that. So you've got to look, that's why it's gotta be on the system look. Like when you're looking through the lens, I always tell people, oh, I'm looking through the lens of these five pillars because it's not, you don't just work on one pillar. There's each one you're working on pieces of at the same time because that's that right order, right timing, right tools kind of part. So you get through the layers of that. And one of the things with the whole microbiome thing is it's so confusing because, because people, humans are trying to understand it from like a consumer on the outside versus if you think of yourself, if you understand the nature of pathogens, so like the character, right? So if you understand the character of bacteria and how they work, then you're looking at it from the bacteria. Like you pretend you are the bacteria, you can actually understand it better and what they're doing, right? They're so smart and that's people like underestimate it. So when you think you're gonna just take a probiotic and that's gonna fix it, you know, like you're missing it, right? Candida have claws, they have dendrils, they hook onto your intestinal lining. What do you think happens? They've poked holes, right? So if you just try to get rid of them, but you don't go and fix those holes, what's gonna happen? It's you're still having, your toxins are still leaking out into your system. So your body is still reacting to what's coming in there. So does that make sense? It's so multifaceted and it's about understanding pathogens and understanding how they play. And so this is um, actually a great example for that. I tell people they all play on the same playground. They love the same environment. They just operate differently, right? Parasites, they like to leech on you. They suck onto you, right? So they're sucking all your nutrients. So when people think an issue is one thing, like we'll say, you probably hear this a lot. People will go, oh, you have a candida issue. No, you have a pathogen issue because if you only take care of the candida, and you don't clear all of them, they'll pull it right back, right? If you didn't clear parasites as well, because you didn't think you have them because you did some test or you assume you don't, you do. Everybody does. You have all of them because they play on the same playground and they will pull each other back if you don't clear them all. So when you clear pathogens, you have to do them right after each other, literally. It's like bang, 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 bang. And this is, if we want to chat about viruses, you know. Let's um, do, yes with what's been going on. I'm like, if you just know the nature of viruses, you would be able to answer these questions very quickly. You'd have discernment, you know? Viruses don't live by themselves, they can't. That's just the same thing as bacteria. Bacteria can, right? So bacterial issues are much more dangerous and people get you know, more scared in the hospital because of that. And this is why up till now, you never go to a doctor about a viral issue. You, you know, maybe in the last five years when they've made new medicine that they've pretended helps that. But um, before that, what would a doctor say? Let it write its course. We didn't, yeah. There's nothing we can do for viruses. Okay, yeah. that's all we've ever heard. The medications that are created don't get rid of viruses. That's not the actual mechanism that's happening. It's an illusion. So nothing gets rid of them because that's not how they work. They have to have a host. So if you are a host that it, you, if this is a, I'm going to say something that's like, you're going to have to repeat this a hundred times in your head to really get it. 
for not you, but everybody, anybody listening. Mm -hmm. If you're a host to anything, you're a host to everything. Ah, like it. Yes. Love it. Meaning everybody thinks that things that are contagious, like as if these boogeyman's can just jump out and get you, you know, you, they can't. And it's the same thing with any chronic, with any type of diagnosis. So this is where people try to fight. I've seen all the fights on the, on, on the internet, you know, where people are like, this is different. It's contagious. You know, that's not like heart disease or cancer or other things. BS. It is. If you're a host to this, you're a host to anything and everything. And it works the same way. We are 100% responsible for what we get. You know, what our body's communicating is because of what we're doing. Our body doesn't just, things don't just spontaneously happen. It's the same thing I hear when people go, well, they were totally healthy. Until. Yeah. Well, hold on. What was your criteria for what healthy is? Because I've watched a lot of people who smoke were terrified when this came out. I'm like, hmm, I'm a little confused. You know, you're, you're so scared of a virus, but you're smoking, you know, and you weren't scared of the millions of people that have died from that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's this incongruency with health. Like it's, it, you could imagine this year, I've been like, what the heck, you know, oh, even though I knew it, I knew it would happen. It's just phenomenal when you watch it, you know, and you see it play out. But anyway, yeah, you know, you just don't get anything. So viruses, they have to have a host. And for the most part, they're a toxic excretion from our cells anyway. It's the poop of our cells. That's it. So if you got a lot of toxins going on, you have a lot else going on. And that's the ironic part is if most people could lift the hood of their body, they would be terrified more of that than a virus if they actually saw what was happening, right? Because we have this great illusion. If I work out and I'm fit, I'm fit. You know, I have this in the health space, in the um, fitness space, right? They all think they're healthy because they work out and they're fit and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, that's such a small piece of the puzzle. You know, mm -hmm. you can manipulate your body. That's the thing about our body is, you know, you can, you can manipulate it in so many ways, but you got to figure out what you're manipulating it towards. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It's like, there's a reason why we're dependent on eating and drinking and breathing, because that's, that's something outside, right? That is required. It's a synergistic thing. We have this amazing machine and you've probably heard this in the holistic space of like, I listen to my body and, you know, like I'm really good at listening to it. And all. I'm like, you can't listen to it. You don't know its language. You know, like if you don't know its language, you can't actually listen to it because you can't interpret it. Right. So, and we like to deceive ourselves. Right. So I always have people say that like, your criteria is to feel good and that's not the criteria to actually know right that's so like can you learn to listen to your body is there a way that you can pay attention to those signs and become more adept at interpreting them yeah that's i mean that's what i teach people through the process because you're learning its language right so uh on a real real simple scale it's like when people think that a, uh, like a fever is bad right so when you understand what it's actually doing, right? I always tell people, you know how you cook chicken? You cook chicken for a reason. <laughs> Why do you cook chicken? Why do you not eat it raw? Yeah. Tell, tell me, I'll, I'll ask you. 
Why do you not eat well, it? Well, the heat makes sure it's safe and clean and things aren't start. Well, that's the thing. I never medicate my son's fever, for example. Yeah. And I never have. I but the, the batteries wore out when he was, I don't know, six months old. I just got one and I've never measured a fever. I just put my cheek to my his forehead like my mom did to me. And like, yeah, you've got a fever. And I let but, him but if you understand the mechanism, totally. And you actually understand you're helping him. Totally. Right. Absolutely. It's not just this idea that you're just smart enough to know like, hey, this is how the body works. But if you understand why, right? So you don't eat, you don't eat chicken no. raw because you're killing pathogens, yeah. right? That's what the body's doing. It's raising its level to cook the pathogens. So, so what do we do when we're suppressing fever? What, what is the in inevitable outcome? Because I think a lot of modern medicine is suppress, 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 right? We just suppress 100%. We don't do anything and we're suppressing these really important fevers and we're suppressing childhood diseases. We're suppressing, which would be very innocuous unless you're living on a garbage dump or in a, you know, in an open sewage system, which is I think where the real dangers come from. But mm -hmm. what, what are we doing when we're suppressing those fever all the time? Children's Tylenol and all this stuff that we're giving our kids. What? Not only are you interfering with immunity, but you're adding toxicity. It's a double negative. You're interfering with immunity, right? So when you do that, like it's kind of like when people take something like Tylenol for pain. Do you understand Tylenol doesn't know to go to your shoulder? Right. It, does, it doesn't understand targeted. You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't go pop the pill. Oh, it fixed my shoulder. You know, no, because it comes back for a reason because it cuts off your central nervous system so that your body can't communicate to each other. There's pain and send an alert with pain. Pain is, a, pain is an alert response, right? your nerves and all these things happening are sending a signal to your brain so that we know where to go. We know where the attention is needed, right? So when you cut that off, it allows, especially in a situation like that with a fever, it, there's, there's no heat. So what is the, what does the pathogens get to do? Right. They get to just replicate and have a part. They're out of control and they replicate very quickly. That's why most people you know, they either have backlash, it comes back with a vengeance after the, it wears off, after the medicine wears off, um, or it just delay, it prolongs it, you know, and they're sick for way, way longer, right? And then on top of it, now you've bombarded the liver, you've bombarded the body, you know, it's no different than like Tylenol um, will suppress the production of glutathione. And glutathione is like a ma your master antioxidant, right? So, you're like, you're shutting off the things in the body that you actually need to save your life, right? And then letting everything run amok, like just absolutely have, you know, carte blanche to your body. Right. So yeah, so it's just craziness. But you know, my thing is, is really on the other side of that. It's like, what if, what if you come from a place of going, you know, for kids, it's different. They're building their immunity. But as an adult, we should never even get a sniffle. I, I haven't okay. had anything in 15 years since I healed myself, not a thing. Because see, when you have that, that's immediately would tell me my immune system is off somewhere. Okay. You know, is it, see, okay. Is it, I have a couple questions here. So <laughs> first of all, are they pathogens or is it just a matter of balance and a healthy community for one thing? Like, Wait, say it again. What do you mean? Are they actually pathogens or are they just able to run amok because we haven't we don't have a healthy community we don't have healthy terrain right so some people will say well like they'll they'll find certain microbes in a healthy individual where normally we would associate that with sickness 
So is it right. just that or is it a matter of numbers? And That's why a host is the key. Right. If you're a host. So when you're a host, something is out of balance because I could be exposed and I can take, my body could take it in just like parasites. So my body is set up in a way that deflects things or it comes in and it's going to get annihilated by my army that's in there. My military inside of me is so strong because I've purposefully colonized it. I know that my intestinal lining, that's where people don't get to. When they deal with gut health, people don't understand there's all these layers of the ocean before you can get to the ocean floor. That's your intestinal lining. So when people don't get all the way there, it is very easy then when something gets introduced to stir the pot. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's all about the ratio. So yes, we, this is the craziness of all the sanitation this year, right? Is like, you're destroying all the things that have been here forever that were placed there for you to protect you. So yeah. it's a, it's a really clever tee up to uh, the flu season. Yeah. Like, well, let me think about this. You've all been breathing in your own crap. You've been using chemicals to destroy healthy pathogens to protect you. And, um, Oh, and then here comes no sunshine and the cold uh, in a typical time of year where almost everybody gets sick. And uh, what, a, what a perfect storm, you know? So yes, because we've gotten so far away from that. I mean, you know, it's the reason why back in the day, my dad will be like, we used to eat dirt, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, there's a reason. There's a reason why your vegetables, you can ferment them and make them healthy because they were in healthy dirt. Mm-hmm. and what is in the healthy dirt mm-hmm. you know the same thing that's been here since the beginning of this planet right you know right. so which so we are so far away from nature this is the problem right. it really is 100 percent. so what do you see coming down the pike if we keep doing what we're doing in terms of sanitizing breathing in our own excretions and allowing all that stuff to grow and like where do you see this going with our children and adults and, and everything. Like people just yeah. feel like, oh, it's, and like you're saying, we are the ones that are responsible for our own health, right? So we, but people have bought this story that it's my responsibility to protect you. And then they feel like they're, they, they lay this guilt trip on people. And it's like, I'm not playing that game. There's no way you're not making me feel yeah. like my job is not to protect you. No way, no how. Well, will- the funny thing is, is I, I was shopping and some lady said something to me and I never had anybody say anything. I moved away from where I was because of that. Cause I'm like, ah, I can see, I know this area and I know how fooled, easily fooled everybody is. Uh, they're all injecting themselves with Botox and doing all this crap, but and then they're terrified of this, you know? So yeah. this lady said something to me. So I started taking stuff out of her shopping cart and, <laughs> and I put it on the side and she's oh, looking at me like, what are you doing? And I said, oh, well, if you're so concerned about my, I'm helping your immune system. I mean, <laughs> right? You get to govern my health. So I'm going to govern yours because obviously you have zero connection to what you're eating and what you're causing, you know? And it's the same concept. It's like, where in the world do we get to govern each other's health? Because if it was the case, uh, 90% of the population would not like me. (laughs) I love that. Oh, I'm going to use that if I need to. That's so funny. So, okay. Coming back to the sniffle. So I always... So I don't get sick that often, but I've had things. Um, But I always tell people it's like, I always thought it wouldn't be a bad thing to get a little bit sick because you're kind of exercising that immune system and you become more robust. I 
I have talked to people in the last year. So people are talking about, oh my God, healthy people are getting sick and all this other stuff. But I've talked to a lot of people in the last, say year ago, they'd been sick for a year. They'd been sick for six months. They're getting sick. Now that is not the sign of a healthy, robust immune system, but right. getting a sniffle, you say we shouldn't even get, you don't think it's about how we get through no. it? Okay. No, there's a couple of things to that. You know, if you like, you know, if you knew you were running your body down, say you had some major stress or something, um, and you knew your body, you know, again, that is an alert. My immune system needs some yeah. support. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, obviously that's not going to be the same as like a chronic major thing. However, if you know the tools when that happens to turn that around within an hour, then you, then you have a different ball game you're playing. Okay. So, uh, you know, like my mom unexpectedly passed away. I knew I was under a, a lot more stress than my body is normally under, right. On top of everything else that was going on. So for me though, I knew that. So I already went in preventatively and I did 10 times more what I normally do. And everybody else around me was, you know, was getting taken out from the stress. And that's, that's the difference is I don't wait until then because I know my body like a mechanic knows an engine, right? So if I'm in, if I'm running a NASCAR car, I know how many laps I can do on that, those tires before they need to be replaced. So you can wait for that or you can wait for the blowout. Yeah. If you have the blowout, you're going to have a bunch of other things that you got to fix after that too, that get damaged. So I don't operate from the place of waiting for that. So no, that doesn't happen for me at all because of that, right? Unless for any reason I didn't do that and I should have, right. you know? Right. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's a few different, um, you know, pieces to that. But yeah, it's generally better. It's better that if you didn't do those things, so say you're not living in my space of that kind of prevention, but you were what you're talking about, you know, if you didn't know to do those extra things and then you have that happen, yeah. you know, A, that your immune system is working. This is why autoimmune stuff I could talk about forever. It's a pet peeve. Um, but, you know, your body's never a villain. So when it happens, you can also stop and go, that's a great thing, you know, because if your body's not responding, there's something suppressing that. And that's more dangerous because you won't know until the big stuff happens. Mm -hmm. So the little stuff is good, but this is where little ailments, everybody has been trained to ignore them or to minimize them. You know, right. like I always have people go, oh no, I'm really healthy. And then they're like, I mean, I just have a few things like diverticulitis and, you know, eczema. And I'm like, those are big things. <laughs> I you just know? take high blood pressure medication. It's under right. control. It's fine. Right. Okay. And that is the problem, right? So everybody does this dance of like avoidance. I call it the avoid dance. And, uh, you know, they're like, oh, it's no big deal. And I, I've got it, like you said, I've got it under control or, or these little things because we're so trained to be terrified of the big diagnoses, you know? And that's why I tell people there's no such thing as spontaneous illness. You know, it has been brewing your body. I guarantee you, I have never to this day, I have worked with thousands of people, never once to this day, have I ever had somebody come to me with some kind of chronic thing that I couldn't connect it to a million different things the body tried to warn you. You just didn't know how to connect the dots. And much like you were just talking about this, what's going on this year, it, it is, I already knew this, but it's just so phenomenal to watch the disconnection between what we touch in our body and on our body and the result. Like 
just such a disconnection, you know? Yeah. I, I watched a guy giving a waitress a hard time here for not wearing a mask while he orders Diet Coke. And <laughs> I had to yell it out really loud, you know? I was like, of course you would while you're drinking your Diet Coke. Complete disconnection. Yeah. You know, like, wow, you guys, you yeah. never gave a crap about your health. You're sitting there drinking your alcohol like it's nothing with all these fermented concentrated chemicals as if it is really not going to harm your body. Like it is so nuts. We would not do that in any other subject, any other way. We've heard a million analogies. You wouldn't put crap in your gas tank and think your car isn't going to eventually say something. Really? To I mean, it's just nuts. It's absolutely mind blowing to me. It is. And I think people don't see it because I know some people, they think they're healthy and environmentally right. conscious. But if you have your pantry full of that crap, then you're not as environmentally conscious as you because you're supporting big pharma and big farm that are creating some of the disasters in the world by consuming that crap. But the thing is, is they don't often get, they, they look fit, for example, because, but they're not getting the immediate whatever issue. They don't have an autoimmune issue. They don't have the cancer right away. Right. But they won't, they, I, I'm curious. But they do, they, they just can't see it. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And will they make that connection But with that back back then, you know, it's like from what they've been doing that whole time. Because yeah. that's so many people, they just think I was healthy. I just have some, I just had breast cancer. Otherwise I've been healthy. It's like, it's gone. Wow. <laughs> I'm in remission. I'm like, oh, no, that my is breast the is most. Gone, so I can't get it back. It's like, okay, you cut off a body part, but this is, you think that that, that, disease state was just isolated to that area? Did you remove it the is. factors that created it in the first place? And that's what I'm talking about. The disconnection is very, very deep because people believe that you get things, like you just get it, like you're unlucky right. or it just happens to you. And that is probably the greatest myth of all time. You know, it is the most dangerous thing and it's the most heartbreaking and sad. I get so angry when I hear people doing fuck cancer stuff. I'm like, fuck cancer. You don't even know, you, you know, if you really wanted to fuck cancer, let's have a conversation. I can tell you how to really fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like us just getting angry at it or praying for people or, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like, we're never going to stop this. It's rampant. It's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And until we start stepping back and asking, wait a minute, why was this not happening 200 years ago? What's going on? Mm -hmm. Why? Why do I have to hang out with two girlfriends to say, hey, guess what? One of us, based on statistics, which three, which one of us three are going to go down? Totally. You know, yeah. that's the conversation that nobody wants to have. And because of that, we have this game like that where people are like, oh, I got it removed or I did this treatment and, and they said it's gone. And do you know how shitty that situation is to have to tell somebody, no, it's not right. You know, it's coming back. You always, always hear that yeah. because you don't have to follow people for five years. You don't have to follow people after five years. Right. So if we went back to all of those people, let's have a conversation. What's happened since five years ago? Oh, well, I got another form of it and it's somewhere else in my body yeah it's different this connection like again do you think this body happens and works individually anywhere no 
So anytime you want to kink a hose, it's going to move somewhere else. That's just how it works. It's how the body works, you know? And um, it's just really sad because so many people's lives could have been saved. Just the suffering. The suffering alone is, is horrific. It's beyond. I, I, if there was one conversation I could change in the last 17 years, it is, it is this conversation. It is, I can't tell you how many times with people, their fear of dying, they end up doing or taking the things that are going to for sure kill them. Yeah. And, and, and it's usually ends up being from something else. So the very thing they're so afraid of dying from, they don't usually end up dying from. Mm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like they'll take a, a certain medicine, like say, if you're afraid of a stroke, you know, that medicine's going to kill you. Totally. And yeah. I can explain the actual mechanism and why, you know, or you see people like they're so afraid of, of I won't even say the titles of diagnosis. They're so afraid of XYZ title that they do this, this, and this, and then they have uh, both kidneys fail and they die. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm constantly trying to tell somebody if you are so afraid to die, that's the first problem. Like that's the one thing that's happening this year, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if you're really afraid to die, let's step back and talk about what are all of the threats against you right now? If you really want to know, and you really don't want to die, you're going to have to start facing the truth of what the real threats are, you know? And that's the conversation most people don't want to have. They don't want to look at because guess what? It, guess what it requires? Responsibility, action, commitment. Full responsibility. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, let me tell you, do ninety ninety nine percent responsibility. The one percent will take you out. Mm-hmm. It is a full responsibility game. I, I tell you, it takes a lot to get into my program to work with me. I make people jump through hoops. Well, that's what I wanted to know about because I have a. I do, I, I do consulting with people, health coaching, nutrition consulting, but I stopped doing that. Well, I have the odd client here and there now, but I stopped, I just got so sick of people. They don't want to do a damn thing. Like how, what, how do you find the level of willingness with people and they're willing to take responsibility, willingness to take responsibility, or they always preface it. Well, I have to go slow. As soon as I hear that, I you know, you're Bye. not in, you're not oh, in. Like, I turn more people that? away than I take on. Um, cause I, you know, it doesn't benefit anybody, you know, in the end they're not going to, they're not going to get the results that they need. They're going to blame you. So it's just not worth it. And people that I talk about it in my online thing that I have about being a savvy consumer and, you know, this consumeristic mindset and the way that we approach things, we don't ask the right questions, all kinds of stuff like that, but also what we buy into. So I tell people, if you're buying the quick fix, you are part of the problem. Because guess what they're going to produce more of? That crap. Yeah. You know, and this is in the holistic space. This isn't, you know, this isn't isolated to Western or not Western. This is all across the board. So that's why I tell people, you come to me and you go, well, would this CBD help me with XYZ? I don't really care to help you with XYZ. When you want to get yourself to a place of invincible, have a conversation with me. Because guess what? You want to take that CBD for the rest of your life and you want to put your whole life, bank your whole life on that. That's not how I want to live. Right. You know, I don't want to live in a place where I have to be dependent on anything, any supplement, anything, you know, I might use it as a tool and the means to fix the systems that I messed up, 
but not forever. So, you know, this is it's a game changer. It's a whole different paradigm that I get. So when I, you know, I, I said, I make people jump through hoops and I really don't, I'm not really taking people on right now. I mean, one off like, like you, you know, where it's like something where it gets my heart and I'm like, you know, I can't say no, but um, yeah, I stopped doing it, but mostly because I'm getting ready to start a really big project as well. So it's not wow. just a, not just a, I'm done with people kind of thing, but, um, but up till now they had to do, they have to do an application so they already have to put some money down because I'm like, I'm not going to sit on the phone with you for an hour if you're not already serious enough and willing to do that. Secondly, then they had to go through an interview with somebody on my team. And then I had to vet them as well. So there was a lot of interviewing that had to happen. And, and that's part of it, you know, as I'm like, like your ailments are like a blink of an eye to me. That's easy, you know, and people are like, huh, like that already can't, they can't wrap their head around that, you know, for me, I'm like, that's the easy part. Healing your body is the easy part. I get all the cases of the, we can't figure it out or, oh, I've been given two days to live. Can you help me? Like I get all of those, right? So it adds a whole nother layer of vetting because you'd be surprised. I have to have conversations with people of, do you really want to live? Like really, mm-hmm. don't placate me. Mm-hmm. You really want to live. And you know what? I'll know by your actions. Totally. I've had people who, had, you know, the stage five, blah, 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 you know, like the worst possible scenario, please, please, please help me. You know, I don't want to die. You really want to live. Yeah. Okay. And then we go through it, you know, a week into it. It's like, oh, this thing tastes disgusting. I can't do it. I might think that what you're saying is not congruent, (laughs) you know, so there's a telltale sign. And so I can tell with people now I've just done it enough. My ears are trained to hear who's, who's ready, you know, and just having a conversation of like, is it, are you really wanting the level? Cause there's a lot of people out there who will happily take your money and happily do, you know, a bit or piece of something, you know, I'm wanting you to become in and become a warrior. This is a warrior in training. It's been a warrior theme from day one. I started that theme long before a lot of the entrepreneurs out there who use that word. Mm -hmm. My graduate program is called Samurai. Mm. And, you know, I talk about it all the time. I question them. So if anybody whines, complains, is wimpy, you know, we go right back to that. So help me understand how you're going to win this battle with that. You know, don't come into this war with a butter knife. It's not happening, you know? (laughs) So so I think some of it is indoctrinating people from the beginning of like, here's what I'm, the game I'm playing and what I'm up for. And if you're not, then it's fine. Like, it's just, you know, don't take people on if it's not a good fit. It just doesn't benefit anybody. The other thing too, is it's a pretty hefty investment. And uh, Mm -hmm. I did that for a reason because I believe that's the first stage of somebody's healing. When you're willing to do whatever it takes. And uh, people always used to say, well, that's for wealthy people. And I'm like, nope, it's for people who want health freedom. (laughs) what's your freedom worth to you? What are you willing to fight for and make happen? I've had people sell their, sell crazy things to make it happen. And I tell you just that alone, it made a huge progress towards their healing because there's a certain point where you're like, I'm me, the old fighter. When I came and rose to the occasion and said, there's nobody and nothing that can get in my way at this point, I will figure this out. I will defeat this, you know, that was my thing. And if you don't come from that stance and you're willing to do whatever it takes, it's not going to happen anyway, you know? 
So, so that's how I kind of did it. I created a lot of layers that helped with that because I just know human nature, you know? Yes. We all know we, wherever we put our money is where our value is. It just is inevitable. You can't, you know, as much as we try to get away from it or people think you're doing something for people to be nice. Every charitable thing I've ever done never paid off for them. Right. And that's, it's interesting because I do these nutrition parties in people's homes where I teach them how to make broth and how to ferment foods. And we educate on gut health and healing, sealing and stuff. And I would be in these massive homes and people are complaining about the cost of an organic chicken. I can't afford that. They just came from a, a girl's trip to Vegas. Right. And they're complaining about the price of a chicken or they're complaining about the price of, you know, just real produce or local foods. And it's like... Wow. Yeah, it's I just, I'm always like, you've never priced out cancer, have you? Right. No, <laughs> it's quite expensive, but Hey, right. You can pay, you're going to pay now or you're going to pay later. So it's totally up to you. Exactly. <laughs> what about people with congenital issues? Can it's you- a bigger conversation, but basically, you know, you're like, unless it's something where you were literally in the womb with it, exactly with it, then something, some factors happened after. And those usually, <laughs> that's where I say something can be changed. So 99% of the time, probably, you know, I would say is genetically is not an issue. It's not your blueprint, you know, right. it's, it's usually cause you're doing the same things that you grew up with and everybody's doing the same stuff. You're in the same environment, that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, technically should have, I have, you know, there's five siblings. So all, all of my siblings should have had everything I had, if that's true. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's just kind of crazy when you think about it. Like this world is so big. There's so many people. If that, if that was the case, like every household, everybody should be clones. You know what I mean? Like we would be walking around everybody exactly the same. And so it's just another fear tactic. Mm -hmm. It really is. And let's talk autoimmunity now i want to i want to we'll, we'll wrap this up soon but that that's a big thing and they're exploding so what would you say is the reason for the explosion of autoimmunity and why is that a thing for you why do you because there's a lot of people are just they get diagnosed with autoimmune issue and then they get put on their drugs right yeah. the idea that they, their body's attacking them like you said but your body's not attacking your body's not the villain here so can you go into yeah. your whole yeah. Yeah. It's a hard one. You know, I, I tell people, it's like, this is not at them. This is at the system. You know, I get angry at because of that. Um, because of that belief that's been so ingrained now that your body is this villain that it, you know, well, the body's just attacking itself. Right. You know, it's like, what? Yeah. No sense at all. Mm-hmm. And, and then it starts this psychological thing of like, I'm, I hear this all the time, you know, like, no, you don't understand. I'm special. You know, I'm different. I'm unique. You know, they told me they've never seen this before. Yeah, they haven't because they don't, they're looking for that. You know, this is the big difference is I always have people come to me and go, but they said, there's nothing you could do about it. I'm like, according to them and in their world, that's correct. They don't know what to do. Exactly. Because that's not what you're taught in medical school. Right. You're taught diagnostics and treatment. You're taught after the fact, right? So for them, it's all about just giving a label to your, um, to your symptoms, right? This isn't about healing and it never was and never will be ever. 
So I tell people, it's like, first of all, you're speaking Japanese and this is Italian, you know, like we can't, you can't even reconcile that, right? There's, there's a whole different language. So until you're ready to really trust some basic fundamentals, like why would you think you were created that way? You know, like if you want to be special, you probably get something out of your diagnosis. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was me. I get it. I, I went through it. I had to, I had to face that, you know, like, oh, wow. What would this require of me if I didn't have that? Mm-hmm. What would it require of me in life? Uh, what would I have to do differently if I didn't get to hide behind my ailment or <clears throat> did I get attention from it? Sure did. You know, was it a cry out for help? Sure was. And so that's, you do have to go into those, all of those pieces for me. So there's a lot of psychological stuff when it's autoimmune versus like other ones where it's like this, uh, cause autoimmune is like this elusive uh, ghost, you know, that's the problem, right? You can't put your finger on anything. It's not like heart disease, right? Like where my heart's sick, right? This is, I've got this mysterious thing that's just attacking my body and you know, so then from there, you can make up all kinds of crap. And that's what they do. That's it, you know. And then this is where I get frustrated with the holistic side, you know, because they're, they respond in the same way, you know, where it's like, okay, well, let's detox you. No, you don't detox somebody who's so toxic. <laughs> you can't do that first. You must get them stable. You must get their immune system stronger because you're going to make that worse. And so what happens is people try that, they get, it gets exacerbated and then they go, that didn't work. Right. No, it didn't not work. You just didn't do it the right way. But, you know, it's frustrating because when people do the holistic side, they get a little glimpse of hope. And so when you get let down, I know I was there. And when you get let down after finally getting some hope, it's worse than not having it at all. Mm. And so that's another piece to the puzzle with the, you know, the autoimmune thing is it's frustrating. The other aspect, and this, this kind of goes with all ailments, is this aspect I call body debt. And people don't have realistic expectations. They want their body to turn around overnight, and you've been treating it like crap for 40 years, right? So I tell people, equate it to money. If you had a million dollars to pay off and you tell me you're going to put a penny towards it every week, how long is it going to take you to get out of that debt? Okay, so... You know, that's the part where I tell people like everybody wants a guarantee and wants assurance. And I'm like, I'm not going to be sitting with you. I can't open your mouth and make you take stuff. Right. So this is why that hundred percent responsibility is so, so key. Part of that responsibility is in having realistic expectations. So I tell people, Hey, you want to hit go, you want to go aggressive. You're willing to do whatever it takes. Let's talk. Right. We can turn this around very quickly, but if you're going to gesture at this, you know, if you think you're just going to like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll just throw a little thing at it, you know, like, give me a break. You know, you didn't get into this situation overnight. This is, you know, this is a product of stuff brewing that you didn't deal with. <clears throat> Whether you knew about it or not, it doesn't matter. The reality is you're in it and you're at some point going to have to face it. So, you know, that's the thing with autoimmune is it's really a, it's such a big conversation. It's, you know, I got to dismantle all this BS and then, you know, assess whether people are really, really wanting to be out of it. And that's a big one, right? Because sometimes in the mystery, we find excitement. Mm. 
Okay. Well, yeah. And I, I tell you, I've, I've dealt with people that are in serious amount of pain, whether it be physical pain or just, you know, they're on the brink of whatever they have things growing on them there and what they're not willing to change is mind boggling. They do not want to get well. It, it's unbelievable yeah. what they're not willing to do. Right. And I tell people that I've, I say, my saying is you're not sick enough. Call me back when you're sick enough. <laughs> yeah, it is. You, it's true. Yes, absolutely. Do you use fasting as a tool in your, in your, no, tool? I'm actually not a fan of fasting. Oh, please tell me why. Because the, again, this is where I teach people like start thinking like your body thinks. So put yourself in your body's shoes. Okay. So when you go into fasting, if you just like dismantle it for a minute, what's the purpose of fasting? What do they say happens in fasting? Well, it's, it's, you're not digesting, so you're healing. And so they say you're detoxing for one thing. And then they, they say there's energies that's going into healing the body rather than digesting your food and, pro, and right. all that. Yeah, and it is. So why would it go, why would the energy go into healing your body? Because it needs to. <laughs> right. Things that need to be because it's in crisis mode. So your body thinks it's going to die. So now what you just did is you taxed your immune system because it had to work twice as hard to send more healing, right? So it's a short-term response. People who do that, they yo-yo because now your body has to recover. So it's kind of like adrenal fatigue. It's like people can, your body, if you're in fight or flight, you're, what your body can sustain and go through, right? But the minute everything gets better or stops, what happens? You crash. Mm. that makes sense so it's the same concept with fasting it's this like your your body thinks it's dying so it's like oh my god take every resource i have send everything to it to make it better and then it goes oh psych we're just joking we're not really dying well now it's like totally exhausted and now whatever was going on before is going to be exacerbated so mm. that's why i don't like it because we have to think how the body works and how the body thinks not but see, that's the whole thing, right? Because we're using those things to try to fix something. If we just right. fix the foundation, you wouldn't have to do that anyway. Right. Right. So that's why, and the autoimmune thing is so sad for me because I know I hear that story a hundred times a oh, day, a hundred so times a day. It's yeah. heart-wrenching. It really is. It, I, I can't, yeah, I, sometimes you kind of have to not be jaded, but I have to, I have to stay in my congruency, you know, like I cannot go out of that. That's why I have to press people on like, do you really want to be better? Do you really want to live? And people might, I always get called brash or like, you know, like, oh my God, you were so harsh, you know? Gotta be harsh. I'm sorry, would I'm you rather me be off. soft with you and you die? Like, yeah, it's just exactly. crazy. Yeah. It's no different than like in the entrepreneur space. I can look at somebody and I can tell what their ailments are. I've had so many people that I really cared about and I had to try to like, you can't just come out and say to somebody, hey, you're, you've got cancer. Yeah, I mean, people are like offended. You're like, I'm, you're offended? Like, if I told you a bus was going to hit you, would you be offended? Right. You know? Yeah. And so it's just such a crazy game. It's like everybody wants to be offended when you could save their life. But then when they're dying or they die, we're supposed to just be sad. I'm right. like, where's the solution, you guys? Like, stop with this emotional sensitivity and let's get to saving people's lives. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just crazy, but there's a psychological game. It's a psychological warfare that's involved in all of this. And so this PC culture has taught everyone to take offense to the mildest thing. 
It's, yeah. it's ridiculous as we have to censor ourselves in fear of offending the other person. It's like, it's not my problem if you got offended. I meant no offense. So if you took it and got offended, I'm sorry, but that's that's not me. That's you. Right. I, I tell people that all the time. Like, yeah, because people always say, like, I don't want to offend you. I'm like, well, let me help you understand something you can't. Right. Even if you try to, because I don't give anybody that kind of power. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. Exactly. There's no okay. Offense. So before we're going here, so can we give like some basic concrete tips for people? Like if they were to implement something today, are there some concrete tools that we can give people to get them on their way to healing? Um, the thing that I usually answer is what not to do. Because if I give you tools, I'm no different than the system I can't stand, okay. <laughs> right? Because this is what happens is, you know, people are always like, how come you never write a blog or have this? And I go, because that's what's wrong with the industry. Everybody's like, oh, you have this ailment, take this and do this, right? And we're doing this botch job thing. So, um, you know, there's people who some of that information, you should not be taking that stuff or not doing that stuff. And that's where... If you're not looking at the whole picture and the whole body and that whole person's lifestyle as well. I mean, I get into the nitty gritty with people. I know, I know what's in your environment. I know every single detail, right? Everything. And uh, all the way down to your traumas, everything, because it's all part of the whole thing, right? right. So, um, so the biggest thing, honestly, is just what you stop doing. Like, you know, people are, <clears throat> start paying attention to what you touch to your body inside and out. You know, that's the biggest thing. If you can't read a freaking label and you can't understand it, you probably shouldn't be touching it. Um, but I'll say for women, especially even men now, if you're not paying attention to what you're touching to your body, that is such a mass, like we are, we are just doing this massive assault on our bodies, you know, like where you're like your hair. I tell women, I go, if you're coloring your hair, these things are straws. They're straws. They're mm -hmm. sucking it up and it's yeah. going straight into your brain. You know? Right. So I've got some little gray hairs. I'm just going to, I'm going to uh, embrace the gray. That's my it's, plan. It's cute on you. <laughs> <laughs> but I teach people how to reverse gray hair and do those kinds of things. So, you know, there's always something you could do because you can always, you know, do that. Yeah. But, um, oh. but that's the best thing is just to not, you know, to like it. And, uh, but, you know, just the concept is that we're so unaware. We're spraying perfume, we're putting on makeup, we're shampooing our hair, we're soaping on this skin that is just one big sponge. And the problem with skin and topical is that it doesn't get to go filtered through your liver. And so it's going straight into your bloodstream and it's a heavy hit, um, you know, but women are just bombarding. I mean, bombarding. And if you're doing plastic surgery crap and Botox and stuff. I can't, Everywhere. I can't tell you how many women I've had come to me with a muscle complete, like it falls down. It's completely debilitated from stuff like that. And, uh, on top of some horrific, horrific, um, ailments, we'll say instead of diagnoses, but yeah, from stuff like that. So, you know, pay attention to what's in your environment. I think everybody goes about their day so quickly. We're just don't slow down enough to start paying attention um, to every, everything like that. If you're drinking water out of plastic bottles that isn't clean, it's not spring water. Uh, you know, you're, you're pumping your body with stuff that's bad estrogens, you know, and you wonder why we're constantly hearing that, you know, oh, that, XYZ diagnosis is estrogen dependent or dominant, you know, 
So you should just cut your breasts off right away and get a full hysterectomy <laughs> in case you get cancer, right? <laughs> oh, I hate laughing at it, but I'm just constantly like, it hurts my head. What? <laughs> when did when did cutting body parts out be the solution? Oh, oh I know it's just so sad. I, I hate it. But again, it goes back to that fear. If you are so afraid to die that you're willing to do all of this craziness and you're not exploring anything beyond that question, mm-hmm. you're going to end up dying. Right. That is the craziness. Your fear of dying is going to lead you right to the freaking slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. And that is the, I mean, my gosh, if I could change one thing, that's it. It's just like, stop and examine what this fear is about and then get congruent. Mm-hmm. Examine what the fear is about and then get congruent, right? So it's like, you're still smoking. You're not afraid to die. Mm. You're not congruent. You're right. still eating crap. If you're not eating organic and you think that going through a drive through for a fast food here and there is okay, you're not afraid to die. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just the reality. The reality is we take it for granted and we think that we think we can like manipulate nature. Nature doesn't have emotions. It doesn't give a crap what games we play. Nature is like, this is just how it is. You know, I built your system a certain way. Your DNA is designed a certain way. You want to mess with it. You want to alter it one time. I don't always give you three strikes. That rule doesn't apply with nature. Nature doesn't give a crap about the games you want to play. It doesn't give a crap about your comfort either. Mm. You know, you need comfort foods, but you're not willing. It's as simple as swapping crap out. You know what I mean? There's so much available nowadays. It's crazy. There is no excuse. There is no excuse. Like making a lateral shift, you mean? Like have totally. a burger, but make it at home with some a, a consciously- or- Get it at a place that's grass fed. You know, you could do bison, you could do wild game that doesn't get injected with hormones and antibiotics. There's a million ways around it. So that's why I tell people get congruent because any limitation you have is just an excuse. It's a hundred percent an excuse. And the problem is people think that it means deprivation. If you ever ate at my house, I used to be a chef. You eat like a freaking king and queen at my, you know, anywhere I go. Any place I go to, because I do a little bit of research, I find and I vet the right places, you know, and I don't have cheating because I'm not interested in cheating because I don't want to be in a hospital bed, you know, you don't even need to eat what cheat when you're like, that's what I mean. I'm not deprived in any way. I love my food. Right. It nourishes me and it's delicious and it's rich and it's beautiful and it's changes with the seasons and I don't need a. I don't need a cheat no. day. Why would it? But do- the problem is the holistic space of, you know, it's like everybody thinks it's all granolas and like I've seen it. You know, I've seen people say those things honestly and then they have people who are total newbies come over and they're like, you know, juicing kale and like, "I love this. This is not, you know, and I'm like, that's not what I'm talking about." You know what I mean? It's like cuz that's hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that there are things that taste exactly like the stuff that you love. Right. There are swap outs that aren't going to kill you, you know, and that's, I care about that message more than 
people thinking I'm talking about, you know, some disgusting green smoothie or this or this, not that those aren't there, but there are ways to make everything be just like they are, you know, I mean, there really is. And nowadays, even there's stores and places you can go and restaurants that, that do those things, you know, they make things a version of that. There's just no reason to not swap it out. It's really just avoid chemicals. It's really not that hard. Right. It comes down to basics, doesn't it? It's like, it's not hard to see what the problems are. Right. Right. It's like when people tell me they have allergies, I'm like, no, you don't. Mm. You know, Mm. you're not allergic to real food. You're allergic to chemicals. Right. You know, you're not, you're not allergic to strawberries. You're allergic to non-organic strawberries because those strawberries are little sponges for the 5 billion pounds of chemicals they get sprayed. You know, and when people are like, oh, I'm really sensitive. And I, ha- I no, you're not sensitive. You should be, you know, when you're not sensitive is when you have a bigger problem, right? Because your body's desensitized and you're, it's getting hit left and right. You know, it's actually better that you're so sensitive because you're going to alert yourself and right. stop it. And you get the cues. It gives you feedback, right? Right. But everybody's, they miss what the real culprit is. You know, it's like, we want to villainize this real stuff. <laughs> it's so sad. I'm like, poor strawberries, you know, I'm like, <laughs> when did they become evil? You yeah. know? <laughs> so yeah, there's so much to dismantle. It's like, it's, uh, it's phenomenal, but it is. This year and watching the crippling fear has been so, so horrifically sad to watch. And not only that, but there's, there's just basic questions that nobody even bothered to ask. You know, mm-hmm. if you want me to dismantle it in three questions this whole year, I tell people, if you don't get answers to these three things. Okay, what are they? Let's do it. So the first thing is you have to understand that in order to identify a virus, you have to isolate it. The process of isolating a virus is a very, very extensive process. It's expensive. So let's just think about this. This hit the news. Just all of a sudden, they identified it, right? Do you have any idea what has to be coordinated for that to happen? Mm. For something new to just show up, a thousand people would have to drop dead. That they collect all of those people the same person takes all of their blood and does a viral purification process to isolate something. Then they would have to look at all thousand of them and see what is the same thing. I'm, you know, we see a common thing in all of them. Mm-hmm. Do you think that really happened by the time it hit the news? And then it just so happened to get on an airplane and go from China to Italy. It's amazing. Um, it's a very well-traveled virus. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's like, no, this is chemical warfare guys, you know, like people don't realize if you've ever flown on an airplane and landed in a country that keeps you on the plane and says, we are going to spray overhead pesticides. If you don't understand that you won't understand that that technology exists and has been existing for a long time. It's very easy to, to play games, uh, say it, wink, wink with that. Okay. So. That's the first thing. Secondly, do you really think that there was a test available that quickly on that scale? It's amazing. So how did people get diagnosed, right? Like just that alone, like, do you really think that they, there's just a test available for just any virus and they're all sitting around and there's 10 million of them. Do you have any idea what it takes to even create a test? 
mm-hmm. and to have that many produced. And so if we're just diagnosing and the symptoms, so the word coronavirus has been around for a long time. It means cold. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and it's on inserts on a lot of things. So that's not just me making that up. You can go find it everywhere. Uh, there's a reason why Clorox wipes says that it kills coronavirus <laughs> on mm-hmm. the back of the label mm-hmm. um, because it's been around for a long time. There's a reason that the symptoms are pretty much the same symptoms to a lot of things. You know, there's not some isolated thing, you know, it's just craziness. And yeah, so then, you know, of course, the guy who created the test has already come out and said like, um, this was never meant for that ever. It cannot detect a virus. Uh, there's even tests that say it on the paperwork. Do any, does anybody ever read the crap they're doing? No. Right. Like read the stuff, you guys, it says it right in front of you. Right. And, uh, you know, no mistake, that guy got killed. Yeah, interesting. And he died just last year, just over a year ago, right? Interesting. It's convenient. I mean, you know, with all the videos, they said that this was coming, uh, that they were prepping for and had the name for it already. Um, yeah. So, you know, the thing is, nobody's asking good questions. Nobody's acting like a detective because you're crippled in fear. So you get blinded right. and, you know, you're going to get taken out of the game if you do that. Um, and, uh, and the third question is how come there's nothing being talked about, about like, what can you do about it? Like, oh, you can't wear gloves and put a mask on. I mean, it's amazing. You can't, you just can't fix that or heal it. Right. You're just a total victim to it. So think about it, guys. Craps. The censorship is so nuts. It's so beyond me. You know, I have not turned on a TV in 15 years and I was uh, at a restaurant the other night and they happened to sit us in like the bar area table. So they had huge TVs and I was like, I'm watching it going, I'm in the twilight zone. And I was like, no wonder people are so easily, I mean, I knew that people who take their information from that are so easily fooled. I know that already, but oh my God, the level, the level of every other word was a lie. If you can't change channels and see the same theme happening, I mean, the same campaigns. Everywhere. Literally. Yeah constantly and it is chanting it is chanting it into your brain i mean they are repeating it over and over and over and over and over again and it's like i see now why people who aren't aware you know and they just they, these words we've used like programming and stuff everybody's becoming desensitized you don't realize what that means mm-hmm. excuse me you don't realize what that means you know like the programming is so intense, oh, yeah. so intense. So I, I really, I mean, I just stopped for a minute, had this intense level of compassion for people who are, who sit and believe that stuff, you know? It's really sad, really sad. It is. But the one thing that I will say that has been the most phenomenal to me is the people in the holistic space who, I'm like, you know, if you don't understand corruption, a lot of people I realize only stand, understand it to hear. Mm. And to them, that was massive. Mm. And they were like sold on like, oh, I understand corruption. And with what I saw that they fell for or didn't see or don't understand what's happening, 
Like I can connect dots so fast on such a massive level. And it's because I understand the corruption like to here. And this is the problem is if people in the holistic space who have watched corruption historically, there's certain subjects, right? If you just study the history of chiropractic, if you study the history of homeopathy, you will see where this all started and you will start connecting the dots and those people still own everything. And now the, they own more, like when the Holocaust was happening, the fact that that could happen that easily they, what we have now, what they have now with the technology and the money is probably a thousand times more than what they did then. So they can do a thousand times more damage than even during the Holocaust. Because since then they know the playbook and they know it really well. And they also now have more money and more technology available. And so people can't even grasp that the scope of this is beyond what most people can even fathom. Mm -hmm. If you've never personally touched a million dollars or more, you can't really understand to the level it is. If you haven't hung out with billionaires and trillionaires, you don't understand what they're willing to do and and what happens. You know, I've watched business deals on small scales, what people are willing to do, you know? Imagine on big scales, like I've seen it all and I've seen way too much than I want to uh, know that I've seen. But that's really the problem is that people don't really understand who runs the show. Um, All the tentacles, you know, because it's like, it's this webbing that is is overlapped and everything that is connected to each other. And that's where everybody's looking at each one of these things as these like little compartments and they don't understand the over overarching you know, who owns this and who's connected and, and that these guys, that they're all, they're all being paid the same and from the same places and all that kind of stuff. So it's really hard to discern if you're, if you're not discerning, if you're not thinking like a criminal, you're not going to catch anything, you know, right. so. Well, and it's interesting. It's like the body, right? It's like, you're just looking at this element and this element rather than backing out and seeing, okay, what's the basis of all this, the whole body and also looking at, okay, here's the mask. Oh, but we've got cases over here. It was like, whoa, let's look at the bigger picture and see where, what, why is this here in the first place, right? And it's such a much bigger thing. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm beyond the compassion now. I'm just getting pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> I vacillate between both for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like fast vaccine passports and, you know, all this stuff. Oh, well, we can't make vaccines mandatory, but we can limit how you can function. We have ways basically, you know? So yeah. People, do you really know. think this is serving humanity? Like, let's drop into our hearts and feel this, shall we? Rather than listening to the news, let's feel it in your heart and see, does this feel right to you? Because the Holocaust, no, it's, it's so easy to see how it happened. So easy. And the problem is, is that, and that's what I tell people, by the time you figure out I'm right, it's too late. It's too late. That's the problem. And it affects all of us. You know, if this was a situation where all the naysayers were in a category of their own and they all would just go down, I would be like, I don't really give a crap if you want to believe or see it, you know, like go line up to the slaughterhouse. The problem is this isn't, that's not the case. Is it that their ignorance and their complacency affects everybody. That's us all, yeah. And so that's uh, that's where I get angry because it's like, uh, you're affecting my children. I'm sitting here fighting for your freedom and I'm fighting for your children's freedom. 
you know, and, uh, and you're willing to just throw it away yeah. and, and be, turn a blind eye. You know, as I tell people, I said, you know, this is the thing. If I'm right, you're wrong. We all lose in a bad way and you have blood on your hands. And if I'm wrong, we have nothing to lose. Now, why in the world would you not stop and at least, at the very least, investigate? Exactly. At the very least. Yeah. It doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't hurt you or anyone else to do that. But by you not doing it, 100% is like you all have blood on your hands, like majorly. It's a major deal. It is. Agreed. And, and if you ever have called somebody a conspiracy theorist, I hope you get the vaccine first <laughs> because we're going to have, that's what's happening is it's, there's going to be a mass calling and it'll be until, until that happens. And all the people who are willing to sacrifice for all of us to see the truth, you know, that's, what's going to happen. And then enough people are going to fall over that the people who hesitated or the people like us who knew better, you know, by the time it gets to that level, enough will be awakened to stop it. And that's what happened in the Holocaust. Millions had to die before enough people rose up to say, hold on a minute, something's happening here, you know? Yeah. So it's just, it's really crazy how we repeat history and I know just never learn from it. And it's, it is such, it is such the most basic playbook. I mean, like, it's just, if you know the playbook, you can see it clear as day. Agreed. It's, it's really scary. Agreed. It is. It is. I have to. The hold best it. thing you can do is be invincible. Like if you don't have your health right now and you don't have that kind of power over your health, you know, this is the thing is even if you're forced with certain things, you at least, I would, I would know what to do. And, totally. uh, you know, that's the big difference is, you know, that, that's the one thing nobody can, you know, nobody can take away from you. So. Yeah. Cool. So, okay. So somebody wants to get invincible with their health. How do they find more about you? So you're not really seeing clients now, but you have a team, right? You have coaches. You have Yeah. I'm, I'm right now, like I've, I've tapered down with everything. So um, I take on, I'm the only one doing it right now because I'm just getting ready to completely stop in, in oh, probably okay. January or February. Oh, wow. But okay. um, yeah, I know it's, it's a, I can't, I wish I could talk about the project. I'll just say it's very big and it's exciting. And um get to do what I've always wanted to do. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I will say, I'll send you my thing. I would be better to probably just send it personally to people instead of posting it on social media, just okay. uh, right sure. now, as you know, it's very dangerous and yeah. especially everything I said on here. <laughs> yeah. um, really? And you can just personally hand it out. I would just say, if anybody is really serious that there's an application that's embedded in that so they can do that. And time is really of the essence if they do want to for me. Um, and then I just, you know, I'll get on the phone and talk with people personally right now. That's what I've been doing because like I said, I, I get probably 20 or 30 referrals a month and I may maybe take one. So, um, so I'm, I'm looking for people who are a hundred percent in the same, on the same page, you know, like that's the key. So they want the same health freedom that I, offer then great if not that's cool too i have no attachment to that so um so yeah that's really it for right now um my my next project hopefully will make it available to the masses on a on an easier scale that i can't do just by myself so um 
Awesome. So there's hope. <laughs> awesome. And so is this for somebody who just wants to, what if they're just very proactive and they just want to have their best life? Is this for anybody from that end all the way to, you know, they've got their stage four cancer diagnosis and want to hopefully yeah. have a better outcome. So anybody throughout that yeah. whole. And I've had everything on every spectrum and, and obviously it's going to be much better if you're coming in, not on your deathbed, you know, you're going to be it for you the person. I mean, you're going to excel a lot faster. You can change things way faster and, uh, you know, it's, it doesn't cost as much. So, uh, you know, it's always better to do it preventatively and all of that. So I have a lot of people like that. I have a graduate base that's been with me for 10 plus years. And so there's a cool community that they get to go be a part of. And, um, I don't think I've ever been more proud of that community than this year, (laughs) Mm. you know, having a, a huge amount of people who didn't even blink an eye at this they had the discernment, they knew what to do. They, you know, they were like, wow, this is the first time I've really seen it as evident as this to live in a place of no fear, uh, the, the difference it is. So, um, so yeah, they'll get to be part of that community too after they graduate. So that's, that's the cool part, but yeah, it's for anybody. Um, really, I assess their need. And so I have like a range a price range and it, I, I determine it based on their need. So like I said, it's less expensive if you're not horrifically sick if you've got a lot to work on right it's going to be different it's just a scale based on that sure so yeah okay awesome so anybody if you want to get in contact with maria then you get in contact with me and i will send that to you personally to see because maria has this unwavering confidence in her program and her ability to help you heal your own self right it's your body you're doing the work but you got to do the work right? That's the thing. You got to do the work. This isn't a free ticket to whatever. So I know there's this massive confidence in what Maria does. So if you're interested in that, let me know, reach out and I will uh, pass that information on. Thank you. I love your work. And I'm, I I love people who are really trying to bring truth in a world of muddiness right now, where it's really hard to discern. You have to really get savvy. So I really appreciate what you're doing. And, Mm. you know, I didn't even get on here to sell what I do, honestly, you know that. So, um, you know, this is really right now, I think a lot of us who are in alignment with the same mission are doing stuff right now, just because it's, we got to do, I have to be able to go out of this world saying I did whatever I could. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I think is like, at the end of all this, are, what, are you going to look back and say, okay, I did all that I could do? Yep. Because we don't know where this is going. It really depends on us. I have to believe that the light will prevail, that the truth will prevail, but how far is it going to go before we make that swing? Yeah. yeah. Okay, sure. Maria, I really- and I just want to say something because I yeah. have a feeling you might get this question a lot with what, uh, one thing I see people say about what's going on is like, so are you denying people are sick? You know, and- okay. I want to just say like, um, yeah, people are sick and there's, there's some questions that need to be asked, you know, that are bigger. And the thing that people aren't wanting to know is why, you know, what's really making them sick. Um, and there's, there's no disclosure of information on what was going on before, what happened while they were on under treatment, what was being done and all of that. So there's been enough fraud and enough stuff exposed to, to, that if you don't know that, then I would say, start paying attention to that. Um, but it is, the thing is, is if we keep focusing on people being sick rather than on why, we're never gonna stop this. So my thing is not about being a victim, it's about what can we do about it? 
And if you can, if you are willing to ask better questions, you'll get better answers and then you actually can have a solution. So if you're really so sad and so worried about people being sick or dying, then let me tell you, be congruent. And if you're congruent with that, you're going to do things differently. Mm. You know, you're not going to just be like this helpless, like, yeah, but people are dying, you know? Okay. Well, first of all, they always were. If you look at the numbers right now, uh, listen, I've been, I've been paying attention to this for 20 years, a lot longer than anybody else has. And I see this every year. This is not anything extraordinarily different. Um, there are some cases and there's other stuff that's really, truly happening. And so that's the thing is if you don't want to know, if you're not willing to ask why and what's really going on, um, you're not going to get you're not going to get the right answers and you're not going to be able to help people. So if we really want to stop people dying and you really want to stop what's happening, you're going to have to be willing to have that conversation. So that's why when people are like, they just want to, they just want to be negative or say bad things about you. If you question stuff, then I say, then you don't really want to save people's lives. Great. Because how is what you're saying, helping anybody, right? You know, nothing. When you want to talk to me about a solution, then we can save people's lives. But until then, you're just a victim and you're part of the problem, you and know? Do you have any theories as to what you think is actually going on that you want to speak yeah, to? Yeah, but I won't say that on here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but if you listen to what I said in the beginning, like the airplane yeah. thing and all that, you really could put two and two together, okay. you know? But the thing is you have to really understand the whole scope of what's really going on. Okay, there's people who are going to the hospital because they're crippled in fear and anxiety over what's happening and then, they're not knowing what is actually happening when they get in there. And when you right. get behind those doors, there's a whole different ball game happening. So there's a lot going on. Um, I know firsthand and I know a lot of people and all over the world. I've you know been doing this for a long time. I've been speaking around the world. I've been speaking in different states since then. I have a lot of friends, a lot of connections and people even in the business, um, you know, even on the Western side, a lot of them. And uh, so, yeah. You know, people aren't willing to do their own investigation and really get to things. And if we're just so crippled by death and fear of being sick, you're really just, you've, you've, got, you've got what horses wear. You're only going to be able to see what's in front of you. And, mm -hmm. and I'll tell you what, the answers are over here. They're all in what you're not looking at. That's where the answers are. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, sorry, I just needed to put that disclaimer well, out there. <laughs> that's the thing. People are asking. And I had a friend who said, I've been following you on Facebook, but I just want to share this story with you. And I haven't had time to give her a proper response, but it's about a friend who ate well, who was sick and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not denying that some people are sick. There are people who are sick, but we have to look at why. Did she get a flu shot? Was she, is there something that you, through the stress was activated when some trauma that happened before? How was she treated when she was put in the, you know, there's so many other things. It's like, but we have to ask why these people are sick. Why are they all dying in care homes? Well, to talk to your point, I mean, they're all poisoned by the drugs around and they're all deficient. And then you cut them off from the sun and you cut them off from their relatives and their friends and family. Like, sounds like a perfect recipe to kill people to me. I don't know. Oh, that's the greatest deception of all time is Western medicine has created this, um, situation where you never have to connect what they do to an outcome. Mm. So there's never, ever has to be a connection to a treatment, something you took or did and what it causes. Right. So they never have, they never have to take ownership for that ever. 
It's like when people talk to holistic people and they want to guarantee. And I'm like, well, did they give you one? <laughs> oh, right. interesting. They right. didn't? Wow. Okay. Surprising, yeah. right? But, but you want one from somebody else, you know, or they'll sit there and literally tell you like, mm, there's a, this tiny percentage of survival rate, you know, <laughs> you're like, and you signed up for that. But I mean, they just don't, they can literally come out and say those things, you know, look, one of the, the greatest marketing tactics of all time, people don't even know. This is the thing is I've studied the marketing companies who produce pharmaceutical commercials and things like that. Mm. So, and I also know what happens in laboratories and how medicines are made, how they're truly made. If you, if you just sniff around a little deeper into the Vioxx scandal, mm-hmm. you'll learn a little bit about that. But um, the word side effect, that's a marketing tactic, right? It's actually called effect. Right. So in, in labs, like if, it, if they have to put it on there, it's actually an effect that happened, right? And it happened enough that they have to document it but they call it a side effect because it makes it sound psychologically like it's rare. Like, oh, it's just, you know, happened to you. And that's why if you just look up the medicine you're taking, almost always the things that it causes are the things you have. And the, right. most of the time, the reason you're even taking it. So it's nuts, but it's because we're not being, we're being robots and you're letting somebody else be responsible for your health and you're not paying attention differently. So when you're willing to get the blinders off and look in your peripheral, you'll save your life and you'll save other people's lives. It's really, really simple. Ah, what a great way to end. It's really, really simple, right? But it's about really willing to look, willing to take responsibility. It, it doesn't work any other way. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Maria. I really appreciate your time. We've gone a long time. So I really appreciate that. A lot of great information in here. And I think the, the message is like, take responsibility, ask questions. It's, a lot of it's not too hard to figure out. I think you just got yeah. and a little bit of time. Bottom line is, do we want solutions or not? That's right. really it. You know, we want solutions. We got to ask better questions. Absolutely. Awesome. Do different. So yeah, thank you. Hey, thank you, Maria. Great to talk with you. You too. All right. Yeah. Bye. All right. Take care.